0: Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSEN, the
2: Sports Betting Network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by Betmgm. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm your host. One half of your hosting team from Vegas, the other half of your hosting team is in Boston. Uh, hopefully, a profitable weekend for you, Josh Applebaum. How are you? I'm doing great, Pritch. Great to be with you. Hope you had a great weekend
1: as well. And last time we we talked, Pritch, on Friday, Scott Foster was a late scratch. <laughs> I'd never seen a referee get scratched before a game like that. Luckily, it didn't matter. Celtics with a plus one and a half cover there. And then, of course, the big one yesterday where ultimate fade the trendy dog opportunity, Pritch. You had a big majority of bets. How do you not take the points there? Bucks in a game seven with Giannis getting five, five and a half. But despite big majority bets on the Bucks, line really never moved off Celtics minus five, minus five and a half. So to me, this is one of those ultimate, you know, fade the trendy dog opportunities. And again, if you look at percentages, anytime you see a favorite getting less than half the tickets or less than 40% of tickets. I think the Celtics at bed MGM close with like 37%, a really low number there, Pritch. It's almost an automatic bet where you hold your nose uh, and you take that contrarian favorite. So Celtics are now advancing Pritch. My Bruins are done, but the <laughs> Celtics are alive. I'll take that as a Boston.
2: Favorite. Yeah. How about that total 205 too. I mean, you think about the Celtics one Oh nine to 81 in that game. I mean, the bucks uh, Giannis Giannis tried, he did everything possible uh, he had 25 points, and uh, you think about the toll of a seven-game series this way, uh, and then you just run out of options, right? And, and I think as we got to game seven, that situation, too, the Celtics, uh, a pretty decent team at home. Uh, when they took care of business in Milwaukee, uh, Okay, you just looked at the number. Was it five and a half? Was it going to be five? Uh, and then you add in the trendy dog situation, too. The play obviously was to the Celtics right there, even though you're laying five against the defending champions, though.
1: Yeah, and that's one of those you know plays, Pritch, uh, based on a system match. So again, mm-hmm. you know, nine times out of ten, if you think of the way the public will uh, kind of you know view a, a sports game, it's going to be, hey, I want to back the favorite, whether it's any kind of sport, football, basketball, hockey, really doesn't matter, baseball. You know, theoretically, if you want to put your hard-earned money down on a game, you want to put it behind. "Quote unquote," the better team. So there's always that psychological bias toward favorites. Now, to me, as a as a hazmat wear, Pritch, a proud <laughs> hazmat wear, I like those gross dogs that have, like, you know, are getting no support, are getting twenty percent, thirty percent. The only time I really like a favorite in a spread sport, laying the points, is in that Celtic spot where. Again, big majority bets on the Bucks, but here's the thing: the Celtics at five didn't go down to four or three and a half or three. They stayed where they were at. That told me. And if you use the you know uh, all of our recent percentages from BetMGM and you know DraftKings, will give you all the data. Why didn't that thing fall? If everyone was you know jumping on Giannis and the points, why didn't it fall? It stayed mm-hmm. where it's at. That told me that you know despite that lopsided betting toward Milwaukee books didn't really they'll take in all those you know five ten dollar bets on the bucks they don't want to drop that number to give out a better number on the Celtics that told me kind of that liability was on Boston but Pritch you know I think Giannis took them as far as they can go they really had and you heard Van Gundy and Mark right. Jackson talk about this no support really no one's making their threes Grayson Allen so again I think Giannis without Middleton you, you said hey this is the end of the road That's a game where you really needed Middleton. But, Pritch, overall, Grant Williams out of nowhere, hitting every single three. (laughs) To me, that was the story of the game, just that Grant Williams career night.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, A brother from another mother, too, stepped up for the uh, Celtics as well. That's right. That's (laughs) right. Uh, So uh, the bench contribution is something for the Celtics, but all the options, and and they were on display, uh, I think, for the Celtics right there against the Bucs, and just too much for Giannis to overcome. Okay, getting to the other game, Mavs and the Suns. I know you're a data-driven guy, Josh Applebaum. Um, but my goodness for the Suns to collapse uh, and not pretty much show up for game seven at home. I mean, I don't know how to describe that one scoring 90 points. So we we'll get to the breakdown here from a betting standpoint. 204 and a half was a pregame total 123 to 90 as the dogs on the road get it done. This was a complete shock and a surprise to me, Pritch. You know, I thought, hey, maybe the Mavericks could
1: cover this number. But seeing the fact that they blew them out and at one point, what are you up, 40 points there against them? Oh. I mean, look at the halftime score. It's un- I thought there was a typo on my feed. or right? I was like, what's going on? But uh, really incredible here to see the Mavericks You know, uh, take down the Suns and again, looking at the Bucks celtics matchup, that was like perfect line movement. Mm-hmm. Line stayed at the Celtics' liability, they cover. Line fell on the total, it went to the under. This one kind of made no sense. That's why it's such a surprise to me because it was sw- somewhat 50-50 betting, Yet, you did see the Suns go minus six to minus six and a half. So, it looks like there was at least a little bit of liability laying the points there with Phoenix. Right. And then also, that thing, really low total pitch, 207 down to 204 and a half. It sails over. So, really, with Doncic, I think you tip your cap and say, hey, you know, playoffs, star players make the biggest difference on the court. And I know there's a lot of, you know, shade at, at Chris Paul right now and mm-hmm. Booker, you know, for scoring well, there 10, 11 be. points. <laughs> and there should be. Right. But I would I – would, Go the other way, Pritch, and say, "Man, what Doncic is doing with a you know semi adequate supporting cast really, really impressive right now.
2: What he's doing, Luca. Well, go Buffs. Spencer Dinwiddie uh, got done too. Nope. I, I think the uh, Mavs Mavs figured it out, and that's that's one thing I want to focus in on as a better. Uh, can a team figure it out? Like the first two games didn't look like the Mavs were going to figure out. Even uh, when they went back to Phoenix, it didn't look like they're going to figure out. But game six at home, and then you go on a road. Uh, perhaps you got it figured out from a player combination standpoint. How you? want to have rotations on the floor, Uh, it really worked for the Mavs in Game 7. What did not work, uh, and you're a data-driven guy, but there's also tea leaves out there, is DeAndre Ayton and how ineffective he was. A lot of people are pointing to Chris Paul, rightly so, but DeAndre Ayton only had 17 minutes on the floor. Uh, And then you hear about the reports that him and Monty got into it uh, during that game. Uh, I mean, obviously there was something going on with the Phoenix Suns to where they show up and only... Josh, they only scored five points in the last nine minutes of the second quarter. I mean, there's there's got to be something else going on outside of the fact that the Mavs uh, was getting it done. I get that. I give the Mavs credit right there. But as a better, uh, there's tea leaves out there. And there's other things out there that can point to some of these performances as well. I think it's a great point, Pritch. And you know me, you know, you do shows with me. We've been doing it for over a year now, Pritch.
1: I'm a guy who really likes to lean on the data because mm-hmm. to me, once I let my bias seep into it, one way or the other, sometimes it'll talk you out of a good bet or talk you into a bad bet. But that being said, not every single game is a perfect data-driven play. To your point, yeah. you know the fact that you've seen Luca kind of turn it around, and you know DeAndre Ayton and, and Monty Williams, you know butting heads there what was ironic to me. Is Ayton really credited Williams for you know showing him the light and you know making him be- to become a better player? So mm-hmm. to me, the the tea leave there if you wanted to grab the points with uh, with uh, with Doncic and the in the Mavs there. Was kind of the fact that it was a value type play on a team that had nothing to lose. Like the Suns had all the pressure in the world on them. You're up in the series, you're up 2-0. You know, Chris Paul, will you get another chance like this? He said he wants to continue playing. We'll see. But really, the Mavs had nothing to lose. They were the dog. They weren't expected to win. They were playing loose and free. The Suns had all the pressure on them, all the futures prices. Right. The only person happier than Doncic today, Pritch, is probably the sports books because uh, this was a great tweet by our buddy John Ewing at BetMGM. Going into the preseason, the top nine favorites to win the M- NBA title—eight of the top nine are eliminated. Mm-hmm. So think of all the futures bets on, you know, the Nets and the Bucks and the Suns—all these teams that are out. You know, the only one in the top nine uh, in the preseason top nine uh, chances to win the, the title was Golden State at plus twelve hundred. So, uh, again, futures wise, I know the books are happy. The Suns are knocked out. Right. But very disappointing. This is a team that you really thought was going to make it back to the finals.
2: Yeah, we'll get to that. I mean, Chris Paul, I mean, supposed to be rested, right? He missed 15 games with that fractured thumb. He's supposed to be rested. I thought that's what I heard. That was a narrative. Uh, he's rested. He's ready to go. And All of a sudden now he's tired in the playoffs. No, uh, the Mavs just beat him up. Uh, and Booker, I don't know what you're thinking. I think when DeAndre Ayton's out on the floor, Josh, and pointing to those tea leaves, you know, the restricted free agent standpoint that he's unhappy with his contract that way too. Uh, when he's out on the floor, those guys were scared to, uh, to drive the lane. Uh, and certainly the Mavs were beating them up too. So we're going to preview what we're going to look forward to watching with the Final Four. Uh, in the Eastern Conference, Josh, uh, we got the one and the two seats. All right, when you think about the Heat at plus 135 and the Celtics minus 165, bench contribution on both sides of the court uh, for both teams here. Josh, your initial thoughts on these opening lines for the series. My initial thoughts is it feels like the Celtics price is a little bit high, minus 165. Other,
1: you know, I see another book here. I think BetMGM's like minus 180. But, again, I would flip it the other way and say that shows you the respect that the oddsmakers have for Boston right now. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to you know a full breakdown on the other half uh, after the first segment, Pritch. But what's notable to me going into game one Celtics and Heat is that if you look from a, a series like rest versus tired matchup, like I look a lot at, you know, in hockey or the NFL, you know this, Pritch, a team coming off a short week, a team who had a bye, or hockey you had a couple extra days rest versus the other team. Miami has a huge rest advantage going into game one. You know, they last played on Thursday the 12th. The Celtics obviously played yesterday. But yet, the number opened very short, heat laying, minus two. Some shops are even a a two-and-a-half opener, it's down to one and a half, even though three out of four bets early. Take it with a grain of salt. The game's tomorrow. Uh, Pritch, by the way, I wish we had a playoff game tonight, NHL or NBA. We don't have either, sadly. Mm-hmm. Big baseball day. Right. But big notable thing to me, Pritch, is Heat are the one seed. They have the home court. They're rested and ready to go. But the number opened super short, and it's actually falling to Boston, even though they're getting uh, only about a third of bets here. So I look at the Celtics, and I threw this to Michael Lombardi, and I'll throw it to you, Pritch, as a former pro athlete. You know, rest is great, but what mm-hmm. if you got the momentum, you're feeling great, and you want to play that next game? Maybe that's the angle with Boston right now.
2: Yeah, it could be. Uh, the heat are, are dangerous at home. I mean, the best home record in the Eastern Conference, too, so they're going to rely on that as, as well as being rested. So minus one and a half and uh, game one uh, looks appetizing, to be honest with you right now, Josh. I, I've been on the Celtics. We both have since February. Uh, and here they are in the Eastern Conference, uh, but it's a series that we're talking about. You might be right about the series price minus 165, uh, waiting for some more developments. Okay, in the other, on the Western side, you got the Warriors minus 250 and the Mavs plus 200. Uh, so the Warriors escape Memphis. They should have lost that series, to be honest with you, Josh. They did not lose it, took care of business when they needed to, but the, here comes the Mavs at plus 200.
1: I think the value's on the Mavs plus 200 right now, Pritch, and again, that Warriors price, minus 250, you know, compare that to the Celtics. this is more of a lopsided kind of serious price here, and you got to respect the Warriors, obviously the talent that they can roll out there, right. but sometimes, Pritch, you know, you get to like March Madness, or, you know, different certain teams that are kind of like a Cinderella team mm-hmm. with nothing to lose, that people continue to underestimate, whether it's the Tampa Bay Rays, or remember all year we did shows with the San Francisco Giants, they'll never hang on to that lead against the Dodgers, I just think with the Mavericks, there's something that, I don't know if the analytics are picking up on but just from a team standpoint of nothing to lose led by one of the best players in the nba yeah. at plus 200 that could be worth a look and i would mention pritch Real quick, plus five and a half down to five right. toward the Mavs game one. I look at grabbing the points there.
2: That defense and Luca. Luca is a difference maker out there on the floor. Uh, the VSEN Spring Special is here for only fifty nine dollars. You get everything VSEN has to offer from now to the end of July, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. John's involved. Toba will have best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil will have the breakdowns on the ice through the Stanley Cup playoffs. Now, if you want the full VSEN experience, get to VSEN slash spring. Fifty nine dollars gets you that deal right there. Come up next. The NFL, the Buffalo Bills, can they win the Super Bowl? That's coming up next. America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum the Sports Betting Network. Everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID, open an account, and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. You're going to love the state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So more impact is felt in the National Football League, Josh, from the wide receiver position. Because Packers make Jair Alexander the highest paid cornerback in the National Football League. He can credit wide receivers for this, right? Increasing his bankroll, uh, so Alexander receives 31 million in that first year. Great deal for him. Uh, you think about Denzel Ward and others across the league um, getting these big deals in National Football League at the cornerback position, Josh.
1: Yeah, and again, I think this speaks to exactly what you're talking about, Pritch. If you're going to see wide receivers become more and more important in the NFL, well, then who's going to have to stop these wide receivers? It's your defensive backs and your top corners here. So, exactly. <laughs> Good luck, and especially the way the league is played now, Pritch. When I was, you know, in high school watching, you know, Brady the early days in the early 2000s. You know, you could you know grab a guy. You know this, Pritch. You played through it. Where Ty Law is ripping someone down and they oh. have no call. Now you touch a guy and it's 15 yards. So mm-hmm. it makes it so much more difficult uh, to find these really good corners. And if you find one, you try to lock them up. So obviously the big you know uh, you know news story is the big money that Alexander got. But it gets me thinking about the win total here for the Green Bay Packers, Pritch. You know, you have a great year last year. You go 13 and four. It feels like every year, LaFleur goes 13 and three, 13 and four. So it's kind of a wash rinse repeat here. And I think it's maybe time to buy low on Green Bay, Pritch, because their win total is 11. You've seen this exodus of, you know, all these great players and quarterbacks going from NFC to AFC. Mm-hmm. And I think the big thing is like, oh, no, no Devontae Adams. And they're down all these receivers, Valdez Scantling. Like, you know, they're going to take a step back here. I wouldn't be so sure. Number one, you're in a really, you know, down division here. Uh, New quarterback or new uh, uh, coach there for uh, the Vikings. And then what are we going to get from the kneecappers? They'll be competitive and cover numbers, Pritch, but I don't expect them to win that uh, division here. And then what do you get from Fields and the Bears? i like Green Bay to win this division, minus 185. I'd take the over 11 win total. I don't think you're going to be, you know, Rodgers and scoring 40 points a game. I think what they did in the draft told you the way that they want to handle this, Pritch. You draft the two Georgia guys, Walker and and Devontae Wyatt, in the first round. I don't know if you're going to have a ton of high-scoring games, but to me, you're going to have a better defense. And maybe you're just going to have, you know, uh, Rodgers not be a game manager, but not have to score as much because his defense is better. So, Pritch, what's your take on the Packers? Is Alexander worth the money? Do you like them to win that division? Do you like the over-11 win? total?
2: Well, I've been vocal about it before. I don't think there's such a thing right now in the National Football League as a cover corner. But I'm not going to (laughs) be mad at somebody getting paid, though, uh, because everybody else is going to get paid. So as a player, as a former player, uh, I'm giving him a golf clap for that contract, to be honest with you, Josh. Uh, I love to see players uh, get the money uh, that they deserve. Uh, certainly in the National Football League. But you focus on the Green Bay Packers right there, 11-1 to win the Super Bowl. Let's get to uh, these previews because we got the schedules, uh, and we're going to do a team-by-team breakdown in the National Football League now that the schedules are out. We're going to start with Buffalo uh, because I'm curious. You know, Again, Super Bowl odds for the Packers, 11-1. The Buffalo Bills lead everybody. Uh, They're plus 650 to win the Super Bowl uh, this year plus 350 for the AFC Championship. The AFC Easter 190. Josh, their win total, uh, 11 and a half, over minus 125. Uh, so here we go with the Buffalo Bills, which, by the way, they have the best roster in the National Football League, one through 53, including special teams. Now, uh, I guess the wild card would be Day is no longer there. Ken Dorsey is going to be calling the plays. Uh, I think a lot of people are familiar with him uh, as a coach now. he have been in Buffalo for several years too, Josh. They have continuity from that standpoint. Uh, we don't know if Dorsey is a talented play caller like Day We'll find that out. But your initial thoughts here, Buffalo Bills plus 650 to win the Super Bowl later on. Well, actually uh, after the season coming up in 2022. So, going into
1: last year, Pritch, this was my favorite win totals. And I believe, I, I want to say it lost or it pushed, it was either 10.5, 11, 11.5. But this was a Bills team that was really Jekyll and Hyde regular season. You get off to a good start. Then down the stretch, you have some terrible losses. Like, didn't they lose to Jacksonville, Pritch, and some mm-hmm. of these other teams that, you know, kind of sunk you a little bit if you're leaning on their win total? Mm-hmm. But you still get the division. And then, of course, you know, you have the rule change in the NFL now because of, you know, the overtime game that was an you know, incredible thriller there against the Chiefs. So, looking at the, you know, the, the win total and the, the juice price here, Pritch, it's hard not to like this team to go 12 and 5. The 11 and a half is really juiced up over minus 125. The automakers are telling you, hey, you got to pay a higher price to bet this over. Tells me there's some liability, and that's kind of the side that, uh, again, based on the juice price, they're kind of making you pay the higher price for a reason there. So I'll go, you know, 12 wins or more here for Buffalo. Obviously, the big move there over the offseason was Von Miller. But Pritch, you're gonna get some really good players back from injury. I mean, you'll get Tradavius White, you know, their top cornerback who mm-hmm. was hurt. He should be coming back. I thought it was a good move getting Kyer Elam, that right. defensive back. Uh, in the draft and then of course you know a guy who really exploded in the playoffs Gabriel Davis you know Stefan mm-hmm. Diggs is still there but Davis was a guy who popped and then you have Jamison Crowder who I thought was a sneaky big pickup but I think if you're betting the Bills it's all about Josh Allen a guy who's gotten better every single year and I think is ready to, to maybe take that next step this year I'd, I'd bet the Bills to win that that division I'd look at the Bills over win total I think it's going to be a, a great postseason if you see the Bills match up against you know the Chiefs again or uh, or maybe one of these other teams that we're looking at but Pritch, what's your take on the bills are you as high on them as I am
2: yeah I, I think I'm gonna place a future bet on when, when the Super Bowl to be honest with you, you play 650 uh, because I, you just look at the roster Josh uh, best safety tandem in the in in the game uh, on top of how they drafted with Elam right there it was one corner white's going to come back he's going to be okay if not uh, they have depth uh, on uh, in that secondary. Uh, For sure. Continuity, too, because you have Frazier still as your defensive coordinator. And then on the offensive side of the ball, starting with the wide receiver position, uh, Crowder, Davis, Diggs. Uh, I mean, Cole Beasley no longer there, I think, is going to help, too, because of a locker room dynamic that wasn't really ideal, uh, to be honest with you there, Josh. Uh, And then you got Singletary and Cook. So uh, the knock on the Buffalo Bills was there weren't a physical offense rushing the football last year. Uh, They eventually got there when they needed to. Uh, But relying on Josh Allen is not a bad thing either, though, because you're right. I think this guy has the drive to become the best quarterback in the National Football League.
1: And you tip your cap to our buddy, uh, Michael Lombardi, who really highlighted his, you know, a uh, completion percentage mm-hmm. going from, you know, barely 50% and, right. you know, having a rocket arm, but not really having that touch and that finesse. That's the most impressive thing to me about Josh Allen. Yes, it's his running. It's his throwing. It's his leadership. But it's the accuracy that, you know, going into the NFL, that wasn't really something that he was build, uh, you know, build on, you know, the pun intended there, Pritch, with the bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. To me, this is a team you got to look out for. I also, you mentioned the running game, James Cook. Pretty good pickup there in the draft from Georgia, Dalvin Cook's little brother. So Mm -hmm. this is a team that I think, you know, forced to be reckoned with. Then also, Pritch, I'm already looking at that Thursday night opening night game. Buffalo and the Rams, 8 o'clock or 820. This is going to be insanely heavily bet. Already right now, you're opening up Rams minus one. So imagine the two-way action that a lot of these books are taking in on. Hey, how do you not bet the defending champs at home only laying one? How do you pass up the bills as a dog getting a point? That's going to be the most critical line move to me in week one. Do we see that one tick up to one and a half to the Rams? Does it, you know, flip to a, or fall to a pick'em or flip to the bills? The total as well, Pritch, 52, 52 and a half, mm-hmm. one of your highest totals. Maybe we get a lot of points in that opening round game. Yeah,
2: look at those first four games too, three of them on the road. Uh, for the Buffalo Bills. That's where it gets dicey a little bit, Josh. If they can navigate that schedule, the beginning of the schedule, start fast, obviously the plus 650 is going to disappear. Like, like say they go 3-1. and one. Uh, I mean, that, that's doable. If you look at the first four games, albeit uh, three of them on the road, you got the Rams, like you mentioned. Uh, you got the Titans at home, which I think are, are going to regress this year. Uh, and then um, the Dolphins uh, and the Ravens on the road, back-to-back games right there. So
1: I think you like your schedule, you know, week seven, Pritch, kind of right there in the middle of the season, but that's pretty, that's a formidable schedule. I mean, you're starting with the defending champs. Yes, you get the Titans, but you're at home, you'll take that. Uh, but at Miami, it's going to be hot down there. At the Ravens, Steelers, Chiefs, I mean, you look at that gauntlet and at, at the beginning, if you can go, you know, two and two through your first four games, I think you're okay. And the other thing is, you know, if you get off to a rough start, let's think of maybe they disappoint, maybe they're one and three. To me, that would be when you hit their futures price, Pritch, because, you know, if you're 650 right now is the mm-hmm. favorite, Start one and three, you're probably falling to plus 800, plus 900. That's something you got to keep an eye out for. But I'm super high on this team. Second half of the schedule gets a little bit easier. You'll play the Jets a couple times. You got the Lions. To me, you want to kind of just break even or be a game above 500, you know, in the first part, and then you really hit your stride second half, especially when the weather gets bad and you have that advantage
2: up in Buffalo. Are they going to go one and three, though? I mean, (laughs) the last time they played the Rams back in 2020, they won that game 35 to 32. 35 to 32. (laughs) And that's the
1: tightrope you walk, Rich, because <laughs> instead of 1-3, and three, you go 3-1, and 4-0. and oh, That plus 650 is, you know, plus
2: 300, plus 400. That's something you got to keep an eye on. And for. that was a younger Josh Allen. Uh, I mean, really raw Josh Allen. He's that sixth eligible, too. I talk about that. That's why that game against the Ravens is going to be very, very interesting. Josh Allen versus uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, they both are sixth eligibles. I mean, how are those defenses going to cope? Uh, I give the advantage to the uh, Buffalo Bills, though, with the personnel, the continuity, and Frazier as a defense coordinator this year.
1: And typically, Pritch, you know, you lose a coordinator, you lose day ball. These are the teams that I kind of want to bet against sometimes, but right. I don't think the Bills, their, their, their foundation, their structure, everything McDermott has built, I think they can withstand
2: some of these losses. Going to play this season with a bad taste in their mouth, too, after the Kansas City game. They're out there in the playoffs. Okay, come up next, we're going to get to the NHL playoffs, some serious prices to go over, some expertise from Josh Applebaum as well as coming up next right here on v the Sports Betting Network.
0: America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on v the sports betting network.
2: This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Have you been looking for the right opportunity to switch up your nicotine? Now there is a 10-day challenge to give you a fresh start. It's called the Zen 10 Challenge. Zen nicotine pouches are a satisfying smoke-free, spit-free nicotine alternative helping you walk away from ashtrays and vapes and are available in 10 varieties and 2 strengths. The Zen 10 Challenge is a risk-free way to try Zen nicotine pouches. If you don't enjoy your experience with Zen, after 10 days you get your money back. So head over to zen.com slash 10. To take the Zen 10 Challenge, that's ZYN.com slash 10. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's betting across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, to the NHL we go. um, A ridiculous five of eight first-round series go seven games with four of the five-game sevens decided by one goal and two going to overtime. So it's supposed to be big boy hockey time. What's happening in the NHL playoffs right now?
1: Oh man, it's been incredible Prech. I think my biggest takeaway when it comes to the NHL playoffs are these overs. You know, we've been yeah. talking about this throughout the playoffs here, but you get into the playoffs, and if you've watched hockey and you watch it this time of year, at least anecdotally, or kind of just, you know, from what you've seen with your eyes, is a lot of low scoring games, you know, two to one, one-nothing, a three to two. There's so much on the line. You don't want to make a mistake. Typically, now you have great defensive teams going head to head. But that's not what we've seen this postseason, Pritch. Updated numbers here, 31-19 and 19 to the over in the playoffs, 62% overall. And again, that desperation off the loss system also cashing at a pretty good rate. So uh, to me, Pritch, I think in, based on a lot of these numbers uh, upcoming, you have some big, big prices here, especially that ABS and Blues matchup. ABS, obviously, the sportsbooks will be rooting against, almost like the Phoenix Suns, because mm-hmm. so they have so much liability on the ABS to win the Cup. But minus 350, that seems way too high to me. I don't know if I'm intrigued. You know, by the Blues winning this series, but you just mentioned a really important stat there, Pritch. All these games, all these series, going to game seven. Now, when you say that to me, automatically say, Hey, whoever was the spread play plus one and a half games, you're cashing all these bets pretty much. So to me, right off the bat, i look at the blues uh, plus one and a half games at plus plus one forty. This is a team that, you know, may not be as sexy as the Avs, but super fundamental. They've had the championship pedigree from 2019. Mm-hmm. I could see that being a grueling, you know, lengthy series there. And if you're getting plus money on a plus one and a half to me, that's intriguing. And then of course, why do we continue to doubt the Tampa Bay Lightning pitch? <laughs> they they take down Toronto, complete chokers that the Toronto Maple Leafs are. Uh, the Lightning, to me, at plus 120 have great value. But maybe the play pitch is wait until the Lightning lose a game, and then you bet them on that, uh, you know, off a loss. Now 16 and 0 in the playoffs off a loss, Tampa Bay last three years.
2: Spoken like a true Bruins fan. The chokers up there at oh, Toronto. Yeah. The chokers, uh, <laughs> the league. <laughs> okay, let's focus in on some data here because you said desperation off a loss has uh, cashed really well as well. So, I mean, imply applying the uh, zigzag theory here i mean is that is that what you're mentioning here with the desperation loss
1: uh yeah so pritch okay. basically looking at if you lose a game you come back the next game and mm-hmm. typically you win now to me pritch when you go to you know game 1 of a new series you kind of throw that out of the way because you know obviously you're coming off wins if you reach this point and of course, you know, anytime you start a new series, there's a feeling out process right. game one. So maybe a team like, you know, we saw uh, the Florida Panthers, they lost some bad. They're like minus 200 against Washington. You lose a couple of those, then you hit your stride and your roll. So game one's to me, if you're going to lay off a game, it's a game one. You, you watch it, you have, as you do a great job, Pritch, your portfolio. So you have some notes that you write throughout mm-hmm. the game, things to keep an eye out for. Then you can say, okay, awful loss, I'll go desperation spot with that team who lost game one. To me, that's kind of the way to approach it. We all want action on every game pitch, but sometimes it's better to, hey, pick your spots, get some data, be a scout, and then wait for these system matches to
2: populate. Good history between Colorado and St. Louis, too, when you think about the matchup right there, minus 350 for the Avs. They're rested and healthy, uh, Josh, and very confident with the goalie situation. Most talented team on ice. They have a difference maker in Kilmacar. McCarr. Uh, the Blues up against it, in my estimation right there, Josh. I know from a rested, healthy standpoint, the ABS ready to go at minus 350, but yet uh, it seems like it could be a tad high, in your opinion, there against the Blues.
1: It just seems a little high. And again, if I'm going to bet these series prices, Pritch, like what I'm going to do also is, you know, we have until tomorrow for these games to start. Let's get that batch of data from BetMGM because that's helped us cash, you know, a lot of futures bets and take, you know, the Marcus Smart, your Jokic. Like I want to see where the public is at. Is it like, you know, crazy heavy, you know, avalanche betting, but maybe that number dips a little bit. To me, that's where you can make some money. I would also say Tampa Bay, Florida, keeping out for those over six and a half. They're uh, going back and forth for tomorrow's game one, six and a half up to seven, seven down to six and a half. To me, that tells me liability over. And if you have a four to three game, you want to cash that. I'd look for some over six and a half so you can find them in Tampa Bay. Then St. Louis, Colorado. My only concern, if you're going to bet Colorado, Pritch, they're a huge favorite. They should probably win game one. They mm-hmm. open minus 200. They're up to minus 225. They're rested and ready to go. But what's up with Darcy Kemper? I know he had that eye issue. I think he should be good to go. Yeah, but stick. I want to make sure your number one goalie is okay. that That's the one thing i got to make sure of.
2: Yeah, I mean, absolutely, that would um, help him. I, I, You know, from what I'm hearing, it's not – I mean, everybody didn't like the high stick, that situation for sure. But uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see about it. Certainly, I think the confidence is there, though, from a blue line standpoint and a goalie situation with the Abs. Okay, uh, you mentioned Tampa Bay, the pedigree. I mean, you can't deny it. Uh, On the board, plus 120 in a series against the Panthers. Um, Okay, from a pedigree standpoint, trying to go back-to-back-to-back, three-peat, if you will. Uh, I I don't want to bet that, Josh, but like you mentioned, though, plus 120 for a team with that type of mission, though. And that to me is
1: just great value. And again, you know, I think sometimes you you kind of get you know fatigue, like almost Patriots mm-hmm. fatigue, Rich, when you're winning all these championships and you're still there. And people are like, okay, we're in, enough of them. Like, let's see a new team. I think you're kind of you know can maybe buy low on that, maybe anti-lightning. You've been there, you've done that. You know, let the abs win that sort of thing. But. This is a team that you know they've all they've done a great job of retooling every single year. You heard a lot about you know their third line missing Goudreau uh, and Barclay uh, Goudreau and a couple of these other guys. You know they don't have as good of a third line. Vasilevsky has been a little bit leaky here, but again, what did they do when their backs were against the ball against Toronto? They got it done. So to me, if a team keeps getting it done when they got to win a game, Pritch, I don't know how you can doubt them, especially getting plus money and mm-hmm. also say two great teams. They're from the same conference there. Over six and a half games, if you think this thing goes seven, I bet MGM over six and a half games is plus 200. Maybe that's the way to go and say, hey, if we get to seven, who cares who wins, you'll cash the 200 there. Going
2: to get the Oilers and the Flames the way we should, too. 200, uh, Josh, for the Flames. What do you think initially? <laughs> to me, initially, the Flames should be favored. They're the better team.
1: I know Gamble and Lou, he's been beating the drum mm-hmm. on the Flames You know <laughs> for a long time here, to his credit. My angle there would be I want to see the style of play because okay. the Flames play kind of that, like, win a lot of low-scoring games, a lot of unders. They were one of the only series bets where I think the unders did better than the overs, whereas the Oilers, they want to go up and down pitch. They want to win a 7-5 to five game. You have McDavid, Dryside, all this great offense. So, to me, if you see these high-scoring games, that's going to benefit Edmonton. These lower-scoring ones benefit the Flames. I'd be a little intrigued by Flames minus 200. I just think overall they're the better, more structured team. But I would like a little bit lower of a number there. My angle there again, looking at some of these totals, Pritch, do you get so much love for McDavid in these overs that you start to see some juiced up unders? Like game one, it's six, six and a half. You Mm -hmm. can find an under six and a half. I'd lean a little bit under game one with
2: Calgary. Okay, and then rounding out uh, what we have here, uh, Josh, when you look at all these teams... Uh, we got the Stanley Cup futures, uh, anything you're interested in. I mean, the Rangers and, and the Hurricanes uh, It's talking about them a little bit. Rangers plus uh, 165, Hurricanes minus 200. Uh, but from a Stanley Cup futures standpoint, um, Avs 200 plus 200, the Panthers plus 360. The Flames uh, sitting there on the board, too, at plus 550. Flames intrigue me, plus 550,
1: yeah. Pritch. Again, Gamble and Lou probably got 25 to 1 on that one because <laughs> he's been beating the jump for you know months now at this point avalanche plus 200 i get it they are the best team here but to me there's not enough payout there and again until they you know they have had a lot of these at least the last few years britch where their most liability best futures price all your star players and they somehow find a way to you know not get it done so until they do i think that price is just not enough of a payout for me i'd be intrigued by you know panthers lightning plus 360 plus, uh, 600 but hurricanes to me I know they beat my Bruins. I just don't know if they have the, you know, really the offensive depth to to continue to go down this road. Yeah. They're very structured and they they played a great game together. But I think they're going to run into a team that's, you know, better, uh, higher caliber star player. They may get into a little bit of trouble there. To me, uh, Lightning plus six fifty, Pritch. How do you not look at the mm. third, you know, go- going for a third time defending champ here, who got it done against the Leafs? I'd look at that plus six fifty. To me, that's a pretty good number.
2: Pretty good number. I mean, from what you've watched too in playoffs in the NHL. I mean, uh, any any type of long shot situations uh, starting to develop. Like whether you look at the you know, Oilers, I don't know so much there. Rangers, I don't know, but Blues. You mentioned the Blues and and the Ass, for instance, seventeen and well, one. I don't think they're winning Stanley Cup. But uh, from a from a deeper down the board standpoint, I, I know that first round there in the playoffs was was nuts. It was ridiculous. <laughs> That's the <laughs> adjective we're going to use here. Uh, but but. Moving forward, Josh, anything developing in your eyes though? So, what kind of intrigues me a bit, you know, I'm not going to bet the
1: Oilers 13 to 1 because they're too offensive and they're not, you know, defensive minded enough. But if you look at the Blues 17 to 1, mm-hmm. are they going to win the cup this year? I don't think so. But at 17 to 1, they have the pedigree. They, you know, they beat my Bruins 2019. Don't remind me of that one, Fred You had a game seven. The Bees could have won at home. Uh, you'll regret that one forever, probably. But uh, if Bennington can get hot, that's my angle with the Blues. Can they take down the Avalanche? It's unlikely, but if you get by the Avs, you know that might be your Stanley Cup. This series against the Avs, theoretically, maybe it gets slightly even easier after that. Probably not. Each round gets more difficult. But at seventeen to one, you got a lot of holdovers who won the Cup in a few years ago. And if Bennington can stand on his head, I saw it before.
2: Seventeen to one isn't a bad price either. This could be the series that has AS fans uh, highly nervous. I guess. I mean, that's that's what it's sounding like a little bit.
1: Especially when you're minus three fifty, Pritch, almost like the sun's angle there. It's a little, a little pressure.
2: Right, right, all right. Uh, We continue the program. We're going to get to best bets after the break. It's coming up next right here on DSN, the Sports Betting Network.
0: betting across America. With Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: BetMGM is giving baseball fans a chance to swing for defenses. Register using code VSEN200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 Moneyline Wager on any game if either team hits a home run regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM, the king of sports books. MLB trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-GAMBLER if you feel that you have a gambling problem. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. So to Major League Baseball we go, Josh. best bets time. Um, been cashing. With the Yankees, the portfolio thanks the Yankees very, very much. Uh, but looking for an angle to bet the Yankees here uh, against the uh, Baltimore Orioles. So uh, it's minus one ninety now. Earlier it was up to minus two hundred, which is interesting. I want to get your market uh, insight on that uh, and what's happening. But the Yankees have scored thirty-two runs in their last four games. Uh, we talked about how they've been raking, and they did that against the Chicago White Sox, uh, who you know think about. Uh, quality opponent time, and now you're going against Baltimore. We're facing a rookie pitcher, too, Josh. Uh, only three starts on the year. Uh, what do you think about this? Uh, the money line situation, minus one ninety. I'm avoiding that. I'll give you my my bet here in a minute. But I want to mark a market report on this game, though, please. So, Pritch, this is one of those games where the Yankees will probably win,
1: but I can't bet them in this one <laughs> because they open, like, as you mentioned, minus 200. I saw like a minus 210. They're down to minus 190. So, even though it seems like it's an obvious layup, take the Yankees. They've been so fantastic this year. 25 and 9, you'd be up almost $900 betting 100 bucks on them every single time. And to your credit, Pritch, they're 18 and 6 against righties this year. They've done great, and they're going up against Kyle Bradish, as you mentioned, a young pitcher here who may be deer in the headlights facing the Bronx Bombers. But to me, Pritch, the fact that they open 210, they're down to minus 190. The, and again, you may say to yourself, OK, I'm getting a better number. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's an indication that there was a bite at the apple with Baltimore at a little plus money. So I will lay off that money line because I just don't like the fact that it's falling to Baltimore, even though Baltimore is in a really gross, disgusting spot. That is you know, kind of a reverse line move on a divisional dog and not a high total game. I know it's like eight, eight down to like seven and a half. I would look maybe team total. Maybe this is your bet, Pritch, but team total Yankees. I don't dabble too many in these bets, but they have done great against righties. Do you think they'll go, what is it, like maybe three and a half, four, maybe four and a half? Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd look toward that. But it is notable, the wind is blowing in at Camden Yards, and you did see this total drop. I think it was like eight down two. It's really juiced up down seven and a half. These are two of the best under teams in baseball. The Yankees are 24 and – they're 20 and 14 to the under. Baltimore is 24 and 10 to the under. I lean a little bit under, but Pritch, after all that, give me your play here. I'm excited.
2: It is the team total. Uh, Four and a half uh, situation right there. The over, Josh, uh, is uh, minus 115. The under, minus 105. Uh, I looked at the run line, didn't like that either. But looking at the total and then looking at the under, juiced up minus 115 as well. I'm I'm looking for weather. I don't see the weather. You mentioned the wind. I'm also thinking about Baltimore, like the Yankees on this road trip. Uh, What trouble can they get into Baltimore? Because I've been to Baltimore. Uh, And so uh, I looked at their lineup too. Uh, Not a a lot of changes going on in the lineup for the Yankees. Uh, It's not confirmed yet. Uh, but, yeah, I'm just wondering why a team that has, and these are sabermetrics here, uh, the third highest or percentage from a hard-hit percentage, third, uh, hard-hit rate, they're facing a pitcher who is outside of the top 50 elevated at 46%. Uh, they're already with three starts on the season, so I, it doesn't add up why, why everything's juiced up to the under in a situation with the Yankees and the Orioles. It
1: really doesn't. And to me, Pritch, one of the first things I learned in betting is if it doesn't make sense yet, the market is going in this direction, then there's probably something somebody knows something. So <laughs> somebody knows something. Maybe Billy Walters really likes the under here. Maybe he's taking a shot at Baltimore. I don't know. I'm, I'm having a little fun here, but uh, again, I just think, you know, here's one of the situation to me, Pritch, like if you bet the Yankees tonight and they win, mm-hmm. you'll say, who cares about a 20 cent line drop, you know, just play the better team there. Sure. But over the long haul, if you're betting against these, you know, th- these line drops are kind of going against sharp movement. You might get away with it today, but over the long haul, to me, that's kind of a dangerous proposition. But I agree with you. It doesn't make much sense to me. If anything, I want to go with the side that doesn't make any sense or lay off that game. So uh, we'll see what happens here, Pritch, but I'm always rooting for the portfolio. You know that.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Got to root for the portfolio. That's for sure. Okay, <laughs> let's get to some best bets, Josh Applebaum. You can catch his Market Insights podcast each and every day, deep dive and what Josh Applebaum is looking at each and every day from a betting standpoint. Uh, so where are we going, Josh? I mean, so many games in Major League Baseball. Where do you want to start?
1: So, I want to start. Let's go to New York, St. Good. Louis, and the New York Mets, Pritch. And I actually got this uh, ready for you for your portfolio. <laughs> we'll see if it can uh, be good enough to make the portfolio. But one thing that I picked up on a few years ago is betting against teams who play on Sunday Night Baseball. So, you had the Cardinals play yesterday on Sunday Night Baseball. They roll against San Fran. You crush them six, uh, 15 to 6. Now, you go to the Mets today. Uh, you're getting some plus money. Cardinals have had a really good year. Miles yeah. Michaelis is on the bump, he's been fantastic got an ERA I think like of like 1.5 he's been great so take the plus money right the line hasn't moved too much though Mets open minus 115 ish they've stayed pretty much where they're at you have three out of four bets on St. Louis as a trendy dog today
2: hey Josh I'm gonna go the other way are you seeing yeah. that that game's getting postponed or not I mean I think it's starting to pop up here because I knew there was it some weather be. uh earlier on in the day that perhaps that could get postponed
1: it could be postponed that's another angle here Pritch yeah, yeah it could I think be it well, anyway, Prince, we can't get that one. <laughs> Throw that one away. But okay. I, I will tell you this: betting against teams after. They, okay, rewind that. Yes. Betting against teams on Sunday night baseball. It has been. You were on off, a roll. I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Cause it's pointless if the game's not being played anyway. But the whole angle there is bet against teams who played Sunday night baseball. Mm-hmm. You have to travel. You you know you're up late playing when all these other teams had a one o'clock game. You get into your hotel late. Now you got to travel go to New York. That was the angle there. But sadly, Pritch, toss that one aside. Let's go to the next one because I got a bunch for you. Looking at Miami today. Miami's at home against the Washington Nationals. Big pitching advantage, in my opinion, in favor of the fish. Sandy Alcantara, who Josh Towers always talks about loving. Great pitcher. 2.74 ERA. Going up against Sanchez with an ERA of eight. High number here, minus 190, but it opened like minus 150. I wrote about this one in the sharp Report, vsun.com mm-hmm. slash newsletter. Uh, but you've seen really continued steam here. It got even up to like minus 200 at one point. And you have uh, Miami at home, favorite with a low total, better run differential, plus 10 versus minus 36, better team ERA. And the Nats on the road, 7-9 and nine, and only 10-21 and as a dog. So I'll back the Nationals in that one. Then I'll throw one more at you, Pritch, uh, the Brew Crew. I know uh, me and Ben Wilson, we said don't mention the Brew Crew because if we do on the show, they'll lose. So you can blame me if they lose today. But they open minus 130. They're up to like minus 150
2: tonight against the Atlanta Braves. All back to Brew Crew with a pretty good steam move here tonight at home. Okay, how about a market report? Uh, San Francisco, Colorado. They just met not too long ago. Uh, Colorado back at home. Alex Wood on the bump for San Francisco. The Giants, Josh, they're minus 146. Now, we're talking about a team that they're facing in the Rockies, uh, hitting lefties. They're number one in the league, over 300 batting average, uh, although I think they lead the majors in batting average as well, uh, but at 260 uh, percentage from a batting average standpoint. But but they've been swooning and early. Like normally June is when the swoon comes for the Rockies, but it's been early. Uh, but it's a chance for them to be at home against a familiar pitcher, though. Uh, what do you think? They're plus 136. Uh, again, the other side, Giants minus 146.
1: I'm glad you mentioned this game, Pritch, because to me, it's Rockies or nothing here. I, I'm not going to lay with the Giants, number one. They played Sunday Night Baseball, so bet against them from that standpoint. But also, uh, line freeze here. You know, you had a lot of these books open, pretty much Giants minus 150. Mm-hmm. We haven't moved off that at all. I actually see some books down to minus 145. So, Colorado has been pretty good against lefties with all the stats you mentioned. Also, Colorado, really night and day, and you know this, Pritch, yeah. home and away, way below 500 away. They're actually, I believe, 9 and 7 at home. I got to double check that, or 12 and 7, even better here. You also have a divisional angle of dog high total. This one opened at 11, maybe a high scoring game, Pritch. It's up to 11 and a half. I right, went 12, at 12, at at 12. Yeah, at we're, we're point. rising here. Mm-hmm. And that's good for a dog, correlative betting. If you're going to have a high scoring game, Basically, that's uh, telling you there's going to be more variance, more upset opportunities. So I look toward Colorado here. To me, it's either you take a shot plus money on a divisional dog with a line freeze or you don't bet the game at
2: all. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you think about Chris Bryant now with, um, with the Rockies, too. They got some power that pop uh, and they're hitting for average, too. And uh, you look at that division, man, they're up against it, even though they're right around 500. It's just everybody else in that division uh, is so good. Uh, And so how do the Rockies uh, close the gap, if you will? Uh, Again, Alex Wood, though, he's been fantastic. He's only given up about two runs a game in his last five, Josh. Uh, Actually, five hits a game, too. Right around that uh, for for Alex Wood on the bump.
1: Yeah, and that's something that, hey, you got to keep an eye out for. And again, home road, these little things to make the portfolio, that's what you really lean on. I'll throw this one at you, Pritch, too. Again, it's kind of bad weather. It's raining outside my door right now, too, 20 Mm -hmm. minutes from Fenway Park. But the Red Sox, they're minus 120 tonight against the Astros. It's a value play to me on the Astros taking some plus money on a road division, on a road dog here, not in the division. But remember that game, was it last week, Pritch, where we said, hey, the White Sox are having some line movement, but the Yankees as a good team plus money are worth it. To me, it's a value play, not a sharp play, but a value play getting the Strohs. They're 12-1 and their last 13 games. I'll take the plus money against my
2: socks. All right. Uh, we'll be rooting for that. Sure, Josh. I mean, uh, all your bets you are going to be rooting for. My bets, too, Yankees let's see what they do here Uh, in the situation four and a half that total is juiced up uh, to the under uh, in that game against Baltimore great job Josh we'll see you back here tomorrow the edge come up next right here on v the esports betting network
3: Zumo Play.